In today's episode, we'll talk with poet Jason B. Crawford, author of the chapbooks Summertime Fine and Twerkable Moments. This episode is the first of a pair of episodes highlighting chapbooks from Variant Lit. Welcome to episode 17 of The Chapbook. I'm your host, Noah Stetzer. And I'm Ross White. Noah and I are the directors and editors at Bull City Press, which publishes chapbooks and occasionally full-length books of poetry, fiction, and nonfiction. We started this podcast to talk about our love of chapbooks, to demystify the publishing process, and share chapbook news and happenings. I have a very special connection to today's guest because I don't tend to judge many contests. People will ask sometimes and I usually say, I'm sorry, I can't. I'm too busy with my work at Bull City Press. But when Variant Lit was just getting started and asked me if I'd be the judge for their contest, I just couldn't pass on the chance to help out a new chapbook press that was just getting started up. And the manuscript that I had the chance to see, to choose was one that just blew me out of the water. It was a writer I hadn't heard from at the time, but boy, have I been hearing from them since. It was Jason B. Crawford. Let me introduce today's guest. Jason B. Crawford is a writer born in Washington, D.C., raised in Lansing, Michigan. Their debut chapbook collection, Summertime Fun, is out through Variant Lit. Their second chapbook, Torquable Moments, is out from Paper Nautilus Press. Their third chapbook, Good Boy, is forthcoming from Neon Hemlock Press in fall of 2021. Their debut full-length, Year of the Unicorn Kids, will be out in 2022 from Sundress Publications. For more details, follow the links in the show notes for today's episode. Welcome, Jason Crawford. Hey, thanks for having me. Jason, when I chose Summertime Fine as the winner of the Variant Lit contest, it seemed to me at the time like... Other judges would soon be just throwing prizes at you. And since then, you have been on the most phenomenal tear. Three chapbooks in the space of, what, 14 months? Yeah, the, yeah, there were uh, three chapbooks that were picked up um, within that time, which is amazing. I'm, I'm still shocked that, you know, it happened all so quickly. I am not shocked at all because your poems just rock. I mean, you're you're amazing. Talk to us a little bit about what that feels like to have a, a book taken to sort of have that glow. And before the glow has diminished at all already, there's a second book in production. So for me, I, I remember, especially when I got the call from Tyler about the about winning the chapel cries. And, you know, he he specifically like emailed me to get my number to call me, uh, which is so Tyler. And I love that about them and about Variant Lit and how they run their their business. But like, I just remember like pacing my apartment for a strong 23 minutes just like oh my god like this is this is happening i've been doing this for so long quote unquote we all been doing this for so long and this idea like oh my god like this is something that's it's really happening i'm going to really have like a physical copy of my words in in my hand and then not too long after to have paper not lists reach out to me and say I was one of their winners as well. Right after, you know, Summertime Fine had just sold out its first, it's like first print run. It made it more realistic in what I wanted to do and like what I'm trying to achieve. Um, it made it saying like, 
oh, I can actually do this thing called writing. Like I don't have to not or tell myself I can't do it anymore, Um, which anyone that follows me on Twitter knows of my infamous quitting. Oh, you quit poetry all the time. (laughs) You got to stop doing that. I mean, I haven't quit in a while. I haven't quit in a while. It's been at least three days. (laughs) But no, like it it made it like realistic for me to want to be not want to be a writer, but like want to pursue writing. So uh, thank you for that. I, I do appreciate your your very kind words on my on my blurb. Now, Good Boy is forthcoming from Neon Hemlock, a third chap coming up in such a short, short space. Jason, what has it been like to try to promote each of these books and give each of these books its full space in the world when they're coming so fast and so furious? Actually, very difficult. Um, way more difficult than I thought. I really thought I had a hold on like how to promote myself and like how to make sure I'm booking the right amount of readings without burning myself out. And I, I'm going to be honest, I don't think I gave Torquable Moments the space it deserved, um, the space that was needed because, you know, I was in the process of moving. I was in the process of applying for grad school. I had the book come out literally right before I left a city I had been in for or not well, a state I had been in for 30 years. Right. And then like to move states and try to promote a book and get readings, it just wasn't going to happen. Plus getting another chat book that's going to be picked up. It's like, and then having the full length at some point coming out as well. It's like, I don't know how to juggle it all. And it, it makes it a little difficult, but I'm lucky enough to have really good friends within the poetry community that offer me the space to show up and read. But I even said it, I had a reading on Thursday. I'm so bad about reading for my books. I'm like, I have this new poem I wrote three days ago. I'm going to do these (laughs) poems instead of anything from this book. I'm going to tell you, you should buy. So it's about learning that what's in those poems, uh, what's in those books aren't just old. Like it's still part of me. And I would like position that to anyone that's, you know, has a book come out just because your book is, you know, maybe a year or two old. It doesn't mean it's still not part of what you're what you were doing and the building of your craft. Well, for me, Summertime Fine is a brand new book, despite the fact that it's uh, among a trio of chapbooks. The work in Summertime Fine is is brand new and exciting. And one of the things that I noticed as I've read it a couple of times is I'm so impressed with the order of the poems in the book. I'm impressed with how they are collected into sections. And I'm wondering, because I know many of our listeners have questions about how to put poems together into a manuscript. And so I thought, oh, this would be a perfect opportunity to ask someone who's very good at it. How did you come up with the, the sequence or the architecture of the chapbook? Oh, yeah. It's it went through a couple iterations of of how I wanted the poems to fit together. And I was talking with a couple of my friends, uh, one of which would be uh, Lanny Stabile, who uh, if you're talking about chapbooks, she has a million and a half. I swear she wins a chapbook contest a week. And we're talking about climax within books, but also climax within sections. And I really felt like Summertime Fine was a three part book or a triptych, if you will, of starting off with uh, how how blackness looks 
in summer as like black parties and cookouts and, you know, Sunday dinners and and a lot of the heat coming from uh, the kitchen and the dance floor versus the rest of the book. Whereas the second part for me was like, OK, so let's let's go ahead and mold this another section in which is the true climax of the teetering between the good parts of blackness within summer and the bad parts of blackness in summer. But that's more of the actual like the jump off point where like any of the parties are starting to get good. So if you're watching any classic black film, there's a moment when you know something's about to go wrong because you're at the good part. Right. So like everything has to turn. So I kind of tried to build it like a movie as well, with the climax being right in the middle. And that climax for me was um, on twerking in white spaces, uh, which is in the second section. And then it turns into the the spot in which we're talking about the heat, which is the actual police, police brutality, um, blackness as a, a means of, you know, violence. Right. So the violence towards the black body. And yeah, for me, it was like, Okay, so how can I order these poems and which poems do I have for each section? One of the biggest things I do, I hate that I do it this way and I wish there was a better way to do it. But I print off all the poems in the book and I've done it for every single book. And I will first say, what are my sections? What do I want to do in these sections? And then I will like this one goes in here. This one goes in here. This one goes in this section. And then I go back and I reorder the poems within the actual section and I lay them all out. And I look and I say, does this flow the way I want it to flow? Um, and if it doesn't, why not? And then I have to go back and I'll pile them back up and say, OK, maybe this is supposed to be in the first section, not the third. And it's tedious and it takes some time, but it creates a synergy of the poems that I want them to be. A common mistake that a lot of chapbook authors will make is they want to subdivide their chapbook into these discrete sections. And when you're taking 20 pages and then you're paring it down even further, you really run the risk that each of these individual sections is so small that you have barely even gotten started before the book is transitioning to something else. But Summertime Fine has its own architecture and yet avoids that problem by making the architecture actually into poems. What what happens is that the, the book is providing these definitions that begin to expand and begin to subvert just a little bit. Can you talk a little bit about how those definitions provided you some focus in the organizational process? Yeah, yeah. Um, so when I was actually thinking about putting this book together and one of the last things I did before submitting it was I was like, I think that we are missing dividers that give a context for people to understand what I mean when I'm talking about going to a function, like what I mean when I'm talking about the party getting to the climax, what I mean when I'm talking about the heat, because the heat, of course, has multiple meanings. So what I did was I went ahead and I went to uh, Urban Dictionary and I was like, let me look at what Urban Dictionary, which for better or for worse, is a, a space that you can find these dictionaries for a typical black vernacular, right? I was like, let me see what they're saying the function would be. Because for me, I know what the function is because I've been to them. But like, what's the, if I had to do a Webster of the function, but like a, a black Webster of the function, what does that look like? And truth be told, I actually submitted this book and it was a finalist for a contest in 2019 when I had like finished my first iteration. It didn't have those. And the book looked a lot different in terms of like order and 
you know, it was a finalist, but like it just wasn't there. And I went back to it and I realized it was because the story wasn't being told in a proper order and the story wasn't being told in its proper boxes. And I, the definitions gave me the ability because how they were put together, they're almost like you said, they're poetic, right? Like it seems like that could be another poem. And it really gives context to when I when I go into talking about the block party and I'm talking about a house party, like the broken sound at house party, things like that. Like it makes sense what I mean by function, because those are all functions. Those are things where, where the the liveliness of the black culture and community are coming together. So that's what I was like. That's a perfect. You know, I want this to be a function. I want everyone to be at the function. Right. Uh, I want this to be a jump off. I want everything to be, you know, to jump off at this point. But jump off has a good and bad term. So it makes makes sense. So these so I'm still telling the same story. It's almost like it's within the same summer. All of this is happening. But you're getting a context of almost like the third person narrator stepping in and saying, well, you know, this is this is the Morgan Freeman moment where you hear him in the background saying, well, all was not well at this point. So that's that's why I really wanted those definitions to be in there. I'd seen them before and I was like, I have to do that, too. And I think I can do it here. I'm curious if there were any poems that you crafted specifically for Summertime Fine once it was getting ready to be published, once you were doing this ordering project, if there were poems or there was a space where you thought, oh, there's there's something missing here that I want to include. A lot of Summertime Fine, truthfully, was built prior to even submitting it like i built it my first time coming to new york uh, where i just moved to in 2019 i drove to new york and also ross probably knows this but i am infamous for the the poet that makes writes poems while driving so when i got into new york i had this flood of poems that came to me and i was just trying to like get them all out and honestly i put everything together there and then like as time went on, I was like, okay, let me make this selection or this, this, this chapbook so I can start submitting it places. And really none of these poems were an afterthought. They were all part of the original selection of poems, but it was mostly because when I was writing the book, I was writing to the theme of summer and blackness and survival. So because of that, I didn't really have to say, oh, I'm missing something here. Let me real quick write a poem, edit it and throw it into, you know, into the jump off because I'm missing a poem in the jump off. Right. Like that just didn't happen in this specific. Now, there are poems that were written before I started writing the poem for Summertime Fun that made their way in at the same time when I submitted it. So my takeaway from that is if you see Jason Crawford on the road, be careful. They are not paying attention to the yellow lines. They are writing a poem. Steer clear. Just go ahead and get off at the next exit because you are in danger. <laughs> so honestly, <laughs> um, I was very lucky um, and I've been berated up and down Twitter. And it's very <laughs> fair. Very fair. I understand it. But my car had two really, really cool sensors on it. Uh, one sensor allowed for me to stay within the lines. So it like tracked the line movements and would push me actually over back into the lines. The second one was a um, cruise control that would sensor to like other cars. So it would adjust if, if I was got too close to a car, it was slowing down. So because of that, like I was still driving, but like, I'm also like, yeah, I don't really, you know, 
I know I'm not going to hit anything, so we're good. Dangerous thought. Don't do it. I don't have a car anymore. I sold it. I moved and I sold it. So don't worry. No one's going to get hit by me while writing my next manuscript. <laughs> All right, Jason, thanks for being with us today. Where can folks find your work online? Plug away. So, yes, uh, I am very fortunate of being able to get, use my name for everything. So if you're looking at me, for me on Twitter is Jason B. Crawford. If you're looking for me on Instagram, it's Jason B. Crawford. My website is also jasonbcrawford.com. I'm in the process of updating them. You can find my books there as well. And so I'll be both summertime, fine, twerkable moments. Good Boy will be out in November. So that would be also, and you can pre-order that one now. Big thanks to Jason B. Crawford for joining us today. And a special thanks to Tyler Puffpath at Variant Lit. And of course, to you listeners for checking in with us again this week. If you are enjoying the podcast, make sure you subscribe to catch each episode as soon as it's ready. We're on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all other major pod places. Every review matters for a new podcast like ours. So if you have a moment, let us know what you think, or better yet, just click five stars. Go ahead and do it now. You're in Apple Podcasts. Just drag your finger from one star all the way up to five. You can find out what we're up to by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Bull City Press or visit our website, BullCityPress.com. You can find me on Twitter. I'm at DC Noah. And you can find me. I'm at Ross White. You can also email us at champbook at BullCityPress.com. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll see you next week.